For any questions about today's episode or previous episodes, please feel free to reach us at podcast at mc-mc.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the McNaughton McKay podcast. Today is episode 13, and I'm joined by R.C. Obert of TCI. He is the regional sales manager and will be discussing VFD and motor protection with us. How are you doing, R.C.? I'm doing well, Austin. How are you? I'm doing great. So let's, uh, let's get started. So could you explain to me uh, who TCI is and exactly what you guys do in the VFD and motor protection world? Sure. So TCI is Rockwell Automation's Encompass Partner when it comes to VFD and motor protection. We build line and load reactors, DVD-T filters, sine wave filters, um, and, and many other products, all made in the USA, designed to protect the VFDs and motors in the electrical circuit to extend the life of the, of the devices and decrease nuisance issues for Mac and Mac's customers. Awesome. So uh, what do you want to tell me specifically about your products? What are we going to focus on today? So today we're going to talk about two products, which is TCI's line and load reactors and our V1K DVDT filters. First with the TCI's line reactors, the line reactor goes in series in front of the VFD designed to protect that drive from harmful transient voltage spikes. Harmful transient voltage spikes. That sounds like an interesting word. Uh, could you explain that a little bit more? Sure. Uh, transient voltage spikes are caused whenever there's a load change on the electrical system, and it could be caused internally to a facility or externally from the utility. I kind of like to use that analogy of how your lights flicker whenever the AC compressor turns on at home. The same thing's happening inside our customers' facilities, and, and you get these transient voltage spikes whenever there's a, a large power change system, uh, cat bank switch over, large motor starts up, that hit the front end of the drive, and they degrade what's really the weakest link in the VFD, and that's the diodes. And when that happens, we're just decreasing the life expectancy of that drive. Interesting. You know, the lights at my home seem to flicker even when the AC compressor doesn't turn on or off. So I'm not sure what to make of that. But I guess more on the manufacturing side, what can we do about this in terms of the VFDs? The best solution to extend the life of the drive is to put a line reactor directly upstream of the drive. Uh, the line reactor in front of those diodes acts as a shock absorber that decreases the spikes from hitting the diodes and thus extending the life of the drive. Well, obviously, drives, I know, are extremely expensive, so protecting them seems like something you really, really would want to do. Do we have any kind of rule of thumb or any quick method to keep in mind uh, when we're looking at protecting our VFDs? TCI recommends that if the drive has a DC link choke, then you should put in a low Z or 3% line reactor in front of the drive. If it does not, like many of Alan Bradley's basic drives, the 525, the 40 series, etc., then we recommend you put in a high Z line reactor or a 5% line reactor in front of the drive. Okay, so it sounds like we're expecting that we're going to have one of these line reactors on every VFD. Is that just kind of a standard practice? Yes, uh, because they improve the overall electrical system. Um, one of the added advantages of a line reactor is they also do a great job in mitigating harmonics, probably about twice as effectively as a DC link choke, but that's just an added benefit. Well, harmonics are a, a whole nother thing, right? I mean, with a DC link choke or a line reactor, 
if we have both of these in play, are we going to completely remove all the harmonics? Unfortunately, no, even when they're both applied. Um, however, the line reactor or the link choke and line reactor combination will knock down the harmonics by about 70% or so. So it's a great start. So even if we have knocked it down by 70%, that seems like a lot, but if we're still having issues with harmonics, uh, what, what should we do? Austin, we could spend another 20 minutes talking about harmonics alone, and we haven't even gotten to motor protection yet. But I would say that if there are harmonic concerns, then check out the future harmonics podcast, or you can reach out to TCI's customer relationship team, and we can help you customize a solution for your customers. Okay, okay. So we'll, we won't get into that too much. We'll save it for a later date. I, li I like how you're already projecting a, a future podcast. That's awesome. So is there anything else on VFD protection that we need to get into? Not really on the input side. Um, just kind of remember low Z reactors for every drive with a link choke and high Z line reactors for drives without a link choke. Okay, so we've we've been talking about the upstream or the line side the whole time. I'm assuming now we're going to move on to the load side, and do you guys have protection that we need to be aware of for that? Yes. On the load side, TCI makes both load reactors and our V1K DVDT filter. Okay, so between the two of those, how do we know which one to use? So for output protection, it all comes down to what is the cable lead length between the drive and the motor to select the right product. Okay, so basically we can choose whether we use a load reactor or a DVDT filter just on that cable length that is between the drive and the motor. Does it matter how close the, the motor is physically to the drive or is this just all cable length? No, it's exactly as you said, it's all cable length. It's how much cable is there between the drive and the motor. The waveforms really don't physically care how far away the motor is. They're just greatly affected by what's going on in that cable run between the drive and the motor. Okay, so obviously this is going to be application specific in terms of uh, what kind of cable length we have. Uh, do we have any kind of rule of thumb or any kind of equation we need to use to determine which type of device we need to use? So every drive and every motor has their own recommendations on what to use, and it is very diverse and divergent when it comes to different manufacturers. TCI simplified it a little bit. What TCI recommends is you put a load reactor for lead lengths less than 100 feet, a V1K DVDT filter for lead lengths between 100 and 1,000 feet, and then a sine wave filter for lead lengths between about 1,000 feet and three miles. Three miles? Do people actually have cable runs that are three miles long? So, yes, but it also comes into play when there's multiple motors being run off the same drive. What happens here is as that cable length gets longer, there's this phenomenon called reflective wave. And without nerding out too much, basically it's due to the imbalances and impedance between the drive, the cable, and the motor. And part of the waveform bounces back and forth between the drive and the motor. I know I've heard previously that these spikes can cause issues for the motor, but I'm assuming it's also not good for the VFD, correct? Correct. You know, the IGBTs on the output of the drive are much more robust than the diodes, but they're not invincible. Too many or too high of the voltage spikes back to the IGBTs cause issues. But you're right in that typically the bigger issue we see is through pinholing in the motor's insulation, typically on the first turn. 
And so kind of a good rule of thumb there is if you have customers that you know are out rewinding motors often, they probably have a reflective wave problem. So is this something that we see the reflective wave with all cable lengths or is it just something when we get the really long three mile lengths or what, how would you recommend that we address this problem? So a lot of it just depends on the impedances that are in the drive and the impedance that's in the cable and the impedance that's in the motor. It's not a one size fits all. So that gets back to kind of that TCI recommendation is let's just look at cable length. If it's below a hundred feet, go with a load reactor. You know, typically the reflective wave isn't too significant below a hundred feet and you'll be safe and covered. If it's up to a thousand feet, go with a V1K on it for every drive. And on the occasions that you need that sine wave filter, again, much like harmonics, reach out to us, let us help you size the right device, but we have the sine wave filter here and we're here to support you. Okay, so I think that covers most of what we intended to talk about. Do you, do you have anything else that you kind of want to wrap up with? So not much. Um, I just want to touch on that, you know, all of our products come in an open configuration that's designed for your OEMs and panel shops. Or we have NEMA 1 and NEMA 3R for more challenging environments. All of our reactors are UL listed and have a small footprint. So they're comparable in size to our competition. One of the other parts there is it's all made up in Wisconsin which for you, for your customers and for your sales folks, that means A, quicker delivery than our competition, and maybe more importantly, less freight charges. And our customer relations team is a fabulous tool to assist your folks out in the field from everything from product recommendations um, to cross-references to pulling together submittals for projects and spec reviews. Uh, there's a dedicated team up there that is designed to assist all of your folks to make your life as easy as possible. Great. Well, it sounds like if you're using VFDs, which I know everybody's using in line with their motors, right? You're going to need some sort of protection. So really looking into what TCI has to offer in terms of line and load reactors, DVDT filters, and sine wave filters, it looks like they've got you covered across the board. So thank you so much for your time, RC. And that's all Thank we you, have Austin. for today.